Hi, everyone, and welcome to this year's first NFL playoff podcast. I'm your host of the Let's Talk Sports podcast, Ben, and I'm excited to share with you all my predictions for the upcoming games this weekend. It was a very exciting and action-packed 18 weeks of NFL football, and finally, we've arrived at the wildcard round. Representing the NFC in order of their seats from highest to lowest are the Niners, Cowboys, Lions, Buccaneers, Eagles, Rams, and the Packers. In the AFC, in the same order, are the Ravens, Bills, Chiefs, Texans, Browns, Dolphins, and the Steelers. The special aspect of the NFL playoffs, in my opinion, that comes into play larger than other leagues with the best-of series for playoffs is that any team really has a shot to win any given matchup. I'm excited to explain how teams will need to accomplish that and the players to note when watching the games this weekend. We'll start with the NFC action, beginning with the two-seeded NFC East champs, the Dallas Cowboys, who finished with a 12-5 record, facing off against the seven-seeded Green Bay Packers, who won a pivotal matchup against longtime rival Chicago Bears, advancing to 9-8. The Cowboys are most notable for having not lost a game at home this season. Outscoring opponents by a whopping 172 points at home across eight games is a wild stat, and it really underscores the difficulty visiting teams have beating the noise of the near 100,000 fans at AT&T Stadium. We'll start with the Cowboys. They finished with 509 points generated, the highest mark out of any team in the NFL. Their high-powered offense is a problem for any defense, and the Packers are included. Pro Bowl quarterback Dak Prescott is once again at the helm of the Cowboys, who seemingly are making the playoffs every year. His third nomination of the Pro Bowl, his first since 2018, was well-deserved, as he was a strong candidate for the MVP award before a disappointing outing in Buffalo dropped his rank for the award. He finished with 35 touchdown passes compared to 9 interceptions, down from 15 a year ago. Dak is poised to lead this team well this postseason. A stat to note for Dak is in their five losses this season, Dak turned the ball over in every game. And while unsurprising, ball security is a must for this Cowboys team as they face a red-hot Packers offense. Another key for Dallas is to ensure that they get the running game going. As strong as their passing attack really is, in four out of their five losses this season, they failed to eclipse 100 rushing yards as a team. Relying solely on Dak's arm to carry them to this win is plausible, but makes the path more difficult. Some, some statistics that are interesting to note for the Dallas offense is the running back Tony Pollard barely eclipsed 1,000 yards on the season, finishing with 252 carries for 1,005 yards, 6 touchdowns, and is a threat in the air as he finished with the third most receptions on the team with 55 receptions for 311 yards but never found the end zone through the air. His over 300 touches really represents how much of an impact Dallas wants him to have on their offense from a week-to-week, week-to-week basis. Next, through the air, was C.D. Lamb. I mean, he really took his game to another step this year, finishing with 135 receptions, 1,749 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Tight end Jake Ferguson really came out and he really dominated this season across the first half of the season, and it really went into the second half, too. The rookie tight end finished with 71 receptions for 761 yards and five touchdowns, and Brandon Cooks finished with 54 receptions for 657 yards and eight touchdowns. And he really is a threat to score as he had five touchdowns across the last five games this season. Defensively, this Cowboys group is very potent and can force turnovers easily. As we've seen all season long, winning the turnover battle is largely correlated with winning a game, not just for the Cowboys. The Cowboys forced a turnover in all but four games this season as a defense. And crazy enough, they lost all four games. 
Getting quarterback Jordan Love in a bind early will be key as the first year full-time starter out of Utah State is making his playoff debut as the guy behind center. So defensively, some stats to note. Deron Bland, many of you may know, he broke the all-time record for most interceptions returned for a touchdown this season and ultimately totaled nine interceptions with 15 pass breakups, likely the best cover corner for the Cowboys without Trayvon Diggs. Deron Bland will probably be asked to guard not just one Packers receiver, but we'll see. It could be Bo Melton, it could be Dontavian Wicks, it could be Romeo Dobbs, and it could be Christian Watson if he's healthy, so it'll be interesting to see who he's lining up against. And Micah Parsons, the perennial pro bowler out of Penn State, had 14 sacks and 18 tackles for loss, and he is really just an absolute beast of a guy coming off the edge, and he can simply take over a game. We've seen it in the pass, we've seen a drop back game and the run too. He's really a threat to disrupt other teams' offensive game plans. And for the for for Dallas, another interesting thing is they need to get their guards Tyler Smith and Zach Martin back. They were without them in week sixteen and they also didn't have Tyler Smith in week eighteen, neither did they have Zach Martin. And both of these guys, Zach Martin, are a little bit older than Tyler Smith, but they're both incredible run blockers and they'll be big for this offense to get them. And getting them back, I'll have no doubt that the Cowboys will be able to run the ball in this defense. That was fifth worst in rushing yards allowed amongst all NFL teams. And we switch over to the Packers. For the seven-seeded Packers, it's hard to say many expected them to wind up playing meaningful football in January. At one point this season, they were 2-5. and five. They have the third youngest team by average age in the league, a first-year starter at quarterback, and they have played the season mostly without expected top wideout Christian Watson, Pro Bowl running back Aaron Jones' health has been spotty, but nonetheless, the Packers are here and ready to shake things up. The Packers finished the 2023 regular season highly unimpressive in any particular category. They were second worst in defensive interceptions, middle of the pack, no pun intended, in sacks, same for offensive passing yards, and didn't impress much in rushing yards either. But it appears like they're heating up at the right time. In the season finale against the Bears, a 17-9 final score isn't indicative of great success. However, Jordan Love finished with 316 yards and a pair of touchdown passes, and his O-line has been a bright spot all season, as Love was sacked a mere 30 times on the season, um, good enough for top five amongst all starters. Running back Aaron Jones has gone over 100 yards three times consecutively to end the season, and for a guy who seems to always get hurt, unfortunately, having him healthy gives the pack a real shot. It's hard to predict who the main guy out wide will be. They've really had a mosh pit, whatever you want to say, of receivers all season. They've never really had a true number one guy that you can trust Jordan Love to go to 10-plus times in a game. But the trio of Jaden Reed, Bo Melton, and Dontavian Wicks were serving Love well in Week 18 in a clinch win and in type scenario, and they've served him well in the absence of Christian Watson, who's not ruled out yet for this game, but it's definitely... But the Packers are well-versed enough to know how to play without Watson out wide as a bigger vertical threat, taller guy that can go up and make plays on the ball. Romeo Dobbs is a weapon for the Packers, but Dobbs is dealing with a chest injury and is deemed to be day-to-day for now. Defensively, the Packers weren't highly impressive either, but against Dallas, they'll need to be. Jair Alexander serves as a player to note, lining up across from pro bowler CeeDee Lamb. He'll need to prevent Lamb from taking this one over like he has multiple times this season, like we saw him do against the Detroit Lions. I believe he finished with maybe 15 receptions for over 180 yards and a pair of scores. 
Linebacker Quay Walker seems to have been a hit for the Packers as the run stopper finished the regular season with 118 total tackles and seven and a half tackles for loss. His impact will be noticed as to whether Tony Pollard is stifled on the ground attack and defensive end Rashawn Gary, who was actually once the highest ranked recruit out of high school and ultimately went to Michigan. He finished as a sack leader for the Packers with nine. Each team has things to hang their hat on this season. The Cowboys reclaimed their title as NFC East champs. The Packers found their way back into the dance after a close miss last season when they finished 8-9 with Aaron Rodgers as the full-time starter after losing a game with similar stakes to this season in Week 18, yet it was against the Lions this year against the Bears. And now we get into my X-Factors for this game, who are guys that maybe noticed, maybe not, but regardless, these guys need to play well or this team won't win, and they'll be a guy that this team relies on to have success. So for the Cowboys, it's wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Now in his age 30 season, the second option for the Cowboys at wide receiver plays an interesting yet important role in this matchup. CeeDee Lamb will get his fair share of looks, like we've seen all season. With his over 130 receptions, he's definitely the number one guy. But historically, in the playoffs, defenses like to key in on one or two guys on an opposing offense. Maybe let's just say they might even call them X-Factors. They point out players that they see on film, and it's kind of obvious in this one. CeeDee Lamb, far and away the best offensive weapon for the Cowboys. But nonetheless, they're going to try to double CeeDee Lamb as much as they can. So as a result, Brandon Cooks will likely draw one-on-one matchups. With two games over the century mark on the season, Cooks has the ability to take over a game in Lamb's absence as an offensive threat. But something's telling me that Cooks will approach that mark again in this one. For the Packers, it's running back Aaron Jones. Jones is now a veteran in the NFL. He's been in these scenarios in the playoffs before where they need him. He's crucial for Green Bay. With the first-time playoff starting quarterback in Jordan Love, they'll look to Jones to help this second-year guy out of Utah State, Jordan Love. I look to last season. The San Francisco 49ers had rookie Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy starting for them as they looked to go back to the Super Bowl. In the divisional matchup against these Cowboys, the Niners ran the ball for 32 times, but for just 113 yards. A mark slightly under four yards a carry, it made this game Niners-Cowboys much closer than it potentially would have been had the Niners run the ball more efficiently. I'm not going to compare rosters here, Packers and Niners. The Niners definitely have a stronger roster than the Packers do, but the game plan, I think, is pretty similar. I'm not saying Brock Purdy and Jordan Love are the same player either, but what I am saying is I believe they'll game plan it similar. The Niners last year held the Cowboys to 12 points, and it was really just the possession game. Running against this Cowboys front isn't easy. But Jones, again, he's on the hot streak of 100 rushing yards or more in three straight games. It's easy to see him having success on the ground. As a better, I'm planning on taking his over on rushing yards. I think it really has a chance to hit. I think they'll definitely be running first and second downs for the most part, unless Love gets into a huge rhythm. And Jones is a change of pace guy out of the backfield, too. He can do all things, and I really think he's the key to the game for the Green Bay Packers, and without him, it's it makes this steep hill a little bit steeper. And lastly, for my prediction, unfortunately, I predict that a magical season for the Packers comes to an abrupt end in the wild card. An 8-0 Cowboys team at home is too much of a match for these Packers. However, the Packers do keep it close, but ultimately, the Cowboys advance through costly turnovers by Jordan Love, 
and the Cowboys use their home field advantage to their advantage, largely outmatching the pack in the possession game, winning by a final score of 31-17. to Thank you for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Sports. I'll be recapping some other NFC matchups later tonight, and I do hope that these predictions do come true. Thank you for listening to this episode. See ya.